Hey Matt, hey viewers, it's Kevin Bullock here from the PDAC uh, 2023 and a uh, very busy day today. It started off Sunday and it's been busy ever since. So there's a lot of excitement. I, I, I feel I have a sense of uh, the people are coming back into the market. Yes, there's a lot of interesting critical metals, but gold is still at, at the forefront of a lot of people's minds. And I think it's actually coming back and there's some ex excitement in it. So I'm happy to, to be reporting here live on the floor. Well, live on the floor. Okay. <laughs> no, I wanted to catch up with you because it is super exciting. I mean, PDAC have been hearing reports that it's as busy as it's been for a long time. People are wanting to kind of hear, look at stories, see what people are doing. Fantastic. Now for you, 2022, big years of decision-making. It was it was a pretty tough t time for precious metals. But for you as a company, you, you've had to kind of rejig your strategy somewhat and get a little bit of focus. And wh why, why did you feel you needed to do that? Yeah, so 2022 for us was a year of de-risk. So we've de-risked the company by winding down into a care and maintenance mode, our, our production facility in Newfoundland, which was getting more and more risky. Uh, although on paper, we could have continued with some of these smaller pits but they were risky while we're trying to build a proper major project in Nova Scotia. So having that wind down to care and maintenance, paying off all our employees properly and properly take care of everybody, doing the right thing environmentally, doing the right thing politically there has even given us a better name in Nova Scotia to really concentrate on gold growth, which uh, has advanced a lot in 2020. Uh, too. Right. So, but, but you've, you kind of moved from being a producer to being a developer again. And does that, you know, people always talk about, I mean, from developer to producer, it gives me a re-rate. Does it affect you negatively um, doing, doing that? Well, I don't, I don't think it does. As a matter of fact, our small production out in Newfoundland did its job, which was to non-dilutively advance our main project, Goldbrook, until the point that it got to take up too much management time where we when we should otherwise be focusing on Goldbro. So we're quite happy now to spend, uh, you know, to have this in a process of, of trying to sell our Newfoundland assets. Uh, so there's no more uh, production. We've got probably another one or two gold cores, gold cores to, to make, and then it's full care and maintenance, uh, which is not a material cost for us uh, while we go through the process of trying to sell it. So now we can spend 100% of our management time and our focus and our assets and our uh, financial assets on moving Goldbro to the next stage, which is uh, quite a bit of money to get from now uh, through the next permitting phase and financial phase of raising project finance to get to a shovel-ready scenario in February of next year. We're talking a year from now. Well, so this is going to come up quick. To that extent, we need to uh, we need to do about thirty million dollars Canadian worth of work. Uh, to get our final permits, to buy private land, to do geotechnical drilling, uh, to further advance the project to final permits and project financing. So instead of uh, diluting shareholders, um, we ended up doing a financing with uh, a company called Nabari, which is non-dilutive. Uh, it doesn't affect any project financing capabilities for us, and it really is a true bridge uh, instead of diluting the, the, the company to get to a point whereby when we do project financing, it'll take out this bridge look. Right. Okay. So the cost of money is always important here. And you've got a decision to make between diluting shareholders, and that's the kind of negative connotations that uh, that has, or doing the bridge, which is kind of an, ex well, well, tell me about it. Is it an expensive debt facility? Yes. Every every uh, high risk debt facility, in other words, pre-permit, very high risk is, is uh, going to be expensive. However, uh, in with what's available to us, it's very, very cheap. So we had a choice. We have to raise 30 million Canadian. 
Could we do that uh, through equity? Maybe, maybe not. If we did, it would mean issuing 120 million shares at a discount to market with 50, 60 million warrants uh, to raise this money and dilute shareholders significantly or pay high teens cost of capital uh, to advance this to be taken out with no penalties uh, when we get project financing in place. So this was an easy decision, to be quite honest. So we've de-risked the project by having the money to move it forward non-dilutively. We've de-risked the company by putting uh, Point Roussac care and maintenance. And we're now 100% focused on the highest grade undeveloped open pit on the East Coast of Canada, which is uh, which is gaining a lot of attraction. Right. Okay. So, so, I, so I get the fact that you're not expending capital on things which may not get credit or value from the market. Makes sense, right? You're not, and you're also not distracting management team from the Goldberg, which has always been your number one kind of fo- focus here. But um, can you just get, get? I want to get into the weeds here. When you say you you can take out this financing when you get what precise to what stage precisely? So we plan on putting a, a project finance package together before the end of the year, right. and that project finance. Right, but what does that mean? Does, 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 does that mean an off offer, an offer, or non, a, a, a buying thing offer? Does it mean the money needs to be in? I mean, at what point? What stage? It means a, a, an agreed upon term sheet uh, that will uh, we can draw on based on final permits. We'll take that to the board with an updated feasibility and updated reserve a project finance package pending permits to the board for construction decision in and around September. We then uh, will want to be building shovel-ready in February. We really want to hit the project uh, for cutting prior to bird uh, season because if the chicks hatch, you got to wait till the chicks leave the nest before you cut trees down. So that creates a couple of months of issues. So we want to get in there in February. We have a timeline that we think we can meet. So project financing, updated costs, updated resource, uh, approval from the board, and then work towards finalizing detailed engineering and starting shovel, uh, shovel ready in February. So project plot needs two thirds debt, one third equity, various types of debt, various types of equity. But we're looking at all opportunities and what's best for all our stakeholders. And, and remind me, based based on the, uh, the the current economic studies, what sort of quantum we're talking about there when you reach the FID? So we're going to update our costs, so they will go up a bit, but we're updating our resource, which will go up significantly because we've infilled all the uh, inferred within the existing pin. So I think that the numbers will either be the same or more attractive, but the capital will be a bit higher. So I'm thinking maybe, let's call it, it was 270 Canadian in the feasibility, which is a year old. Let's call it 300. So two hundred million in debt and a hundred million in, in equity to build this in a package, right? And with the, with the current obviously the, you've got a twenty one uh, million dollar facility. You, I think you talked about drawing down sixteen now and a, and a second transfer five million at, at your election. Um, that is a percentage of, of the of the total cap bikes, nothing. But um, can you tell us how you how you swap that out? Is it a case of paying off or just swapping out the, the, the debt It, it is intended to be swapped out as part of a project finance package. So if we need $300 million for the build, then we need $321 million for uh, taking out and, and the build. So it'll be totally replaced. There is right. no links between this financing and the project financing. They, they are not project financers. They do not have rights to anything uh, other than their rights of the loan itself to be paid back. So once it's taken out, uh, or even now, it doesn't give them an advantage for project financing because that's not what they do. So it is totally separate from it, and it is a true bridge, high interest rate, 
it's for a maximum of three years, and we plan to take it out in a year with no penalties. So it really isn't going to cost us anywhere near as much as diluting the company at these levels. Okay, so you, you, your expectations as shareholders to see this as a as, as a positive move uh, on, on your behalf because you've been you're looking after them. Um, and remind us of some of the basic numbers again for people looking in this uh, afresh. T- timeline to production, uh, timeline to FID, and then into production, i.e., then cash flow is what. So we want board sanctioning in September of this year, shovel ready in February, a twenty month build. First gold pour in December of 2025 uh, as a Christmas present to shareholders is what we're trying to do. Okay, okay. So that that, that looks and, and and feels good. Now, in the context of um, last year, again, we talked about that backdrop of last year and lessons learned and changing of strategies, etc. Um, your expectation for, for how to play this year um, is, is what? Obviously, focus is is great. The getting the money in place is is great. But I've heard the the word agile and nimble and responsive as as well from a lot of uh, CEOs. Um, what, what's your expectations? So we absolutely want to build this. We are not putting lipstick on something and trying to sell it. We, we are being honest with the costs. We are doing everything we can to make this uh, the right, uh, the appropriate costs, the appropriate opportunity, the appropriate risks, identify all of them, mitigate them, and move this forward. And while we do that, you know, on the Lausanne curve of discovery and then, and then uh, development and production, uh, you have this flat line. We plan to stick a wedge in that flat line. And that is drilling to the west of the current resource uh, to show that this thing will grow. And to that extent, Matt, within the last two weeks, maybe it was a week ago, maybe it was two weeks ago, I'm I'm foggy on all this conference season uh, flying around, but we announced our first results drilling west of the current resource. And we hit exactly the same type of mineralization as what's in the current pits. So... When we talk about the potential of depth, depth that we've talked about in the past, that will easily extend the mine life. But when we talk about uh, the potential near surface to the west on strike, you could actually increase throughput. So 100,000 ounces a year is kind of like the minimum that people get interested in in this space. Uh, it's good. It's great. I'm more interested in making money than size. Uh, so it's great that it's high grade and it has a great margin. However... After that, the expansion potential of this deposit to the west and the potential expansion throughput to create higher, under 50, 200,000 ounces a year is absolutely there. This is a world-class deposit. Well, like, um, I'll catch up with you when you get back from the conference. I can hear it's getting busy there, a lot of noise, noise, noise in the background, people excited um, to, you know, tell, tell their stories. Uh, we will catch up with you when you get back to base and kind of dig into the weeds a little bit more with you. I'm excited about the exploration potential of of, of, of Goldbra, um, but obviously I think people want to see you get into production and, and uh, you're making strides towards delivering that. Good to see you, Kevin. Stay in touch. Good to see you.